engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Friends, welcome. I'm pro-life leader Frank Pavone, National Director of Priests for Life, the largest pro-life ministry in the Catholic Church focused on ending abortion. It is good to be with you. We're going to delve into a key passage from the book of Exodus today. Let's put ourselves in the presence of the Lord and of each other, in the presence of our needs, and let's approach together the King of Kings. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord God, we joyfully come into your presence. We are your people, the sheep of your flock. We thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, who is the bread of life. By His Word, His Spirit, His flesh and blood in the Eucharist. Thank you, Lord God, for these gifts. May we, through these gifts, know the forgiveness of our sins, find the strength to resist all temptation, to live in newness of life, and to proclaim your kingdom to the ends of the world, making disciples of all the nations. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This passage comes from Exodus chapter 16. A reading from the book of Exodus. The children of Israel set out from Elam and came into the desert of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the fifteenth day of the second month after their departure from the land of Egypt. Here in the desert, the whole assembly of the children of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The children of Israel said to them, Would that we had died at the Lord's hand in the land of Egypt, as we sat by our flesh pots and ate our fill of bread. But you had to lead us into this desert to make the whole community die of famine. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will now rain down bread from heaven for you, Each day the people are to go out and gather their daily portion. Thus will I test them to see whether they follow my instructions or not. On the sixth day, however, when they prepare what they bring in, let it be twice as much as they gather on the other days. Then Moses said to Aaron, Tell the whole congregation of the children of Israel, Present yourselves before the Lord, for he has heard your grumbling. When Aaron announced this to the whole assembly of the children of Israel, they turned toward the desert, and lo, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. The Lord spoke to Moses and said, I have heard the grumbling of the children of Israel. Tell them, in the evening twilight you shall eat flesh, and in the morning you shall have your fill of bread, so that you may know that I, the Lord, am your God. In the evening quail came up and covered the camp. In the morning, a dew lay all about the camp, and when the dew evaporated, there on the surface of the desert were fine flakes like hoarfrost on the ground. On seeing it, the children of Israel asked one another, What is this? For they did not know what it was. But Moses told them, This is the bread which the Lord has given you to eat. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. It's one of the most significant and moving passages of the Old Testament. It's an ongoing miracle. 
showing God's love and care for his people, whom he nourishes. The manna from heaven. Manna coming from the, 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 word, the Hebrew words that people were saying, what is this? What is this? That sounds like manna. The bread the Lord has given you to eat. God cares for his people. But he asks them to trust him. One of the things that offended God the most in the whole scriptures was the lack of trust of his people, the complaining, the grumbling. God led you out of Egypt with a mighty hand. Stop complaining. He cares for you. He's got power. He's almighty. He's a God of providence. He's going to take care of you. And Jesus kept exhorting us to trust in the Father. Not a sparrow falls to the ground that he doesn't notice. Every hair of your head is counted. Do not worry what you will say when they bring you before governors and rulers. Do not even worry when you see the world torn torn apart by wars and rumors of wars. Stand firm no matter what. Trust. This is the first lesson. And then, of course, the manna is a is a prophecy of Christ. This is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. It wasn't just for the desert journey. It's for our journey of life, which the desert journey symbolizes, the promised land symbolizing heaven. The journey of our life representing our entire life on earth and the promised land, the land to which we are journeying. And this is... The bread given to us, Jesus Christ. We go to John chapter 6. And he's speaking to the crowd. And he says, This is the work of God. Believe in him whom he has sent. Believe in me. And they ask him, What sign do you do that we may see and believe? What work do you perform? Our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, as it is written, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. And Jesus then said to him, to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is He who comes down from heaven and gives life To the world. Who is the bread of life? Jesus comes down from heaven. Like the manna came down from heaven. Like hoarfrost on the ground. Seen in the morning. It came down. Jesus came down. Divested himself of heavenly glory. Took on our humanity. And he goes on to say, they, then they said to him, they got, he, he got their interest and said, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus told us to pray that way, didn't he? Give us this day our daily bread. We'll say those words together in a few moments. And then Jesus said, I am, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger. And whoever believes in me shall never thirst. And then a little later in the same passage, uh, in the same chapter, John 6, verse 48, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. 
If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. Now understand the bread of life, he is saying clearly in this passage, represented by the manna coming down from heaven, the bread of life is Jesus himself. So all the different ways in which Jesus comes to us can be seen as the bread of life. How does he come to us? Well, in his word. He speaks his word. He continues to preach his word today as it is proclaimed in the church. When we read the scriptures, Jesus is talking to us. His word, which we believe, is bread. We have to feed ourselves on the word daily. His spirit which he gives. And we accept the Spirit. We live in the Spirit. In his body, his flesh, the Eucharist. Christians have different interpretations of the Lord's Supper and the different denominations. But whether we believe that the bread becomes the body of Christ or is somehow mingled with the body of Christ or represents the body of Christ. Nevertheless, this is the presence of Jesus among us. He is the bread of life in the body, the Eucharist. What do we do? We take and eat. And all of this is geared to what? Geared to giving Life. He who believes in my word will never see death, Jesus says two chapters later in John's Gospel. We believe in the word. We have eternal life. We accept his spirit. That's the spirit of life. It's the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead. Paul says to the Romans, if that spirit dwells in you, then he who raised Christ from the dead will bring your mortal bodies to life also through his spirit dwelling in you. So through the spirit, we have life. And then here in John chapter 6, he'll go on to say, just as the living father sent me and I have life because of the father, so the one who eats me will have life because of me. Eats my flesh and drinks my blood. He says we must eat so that we have eternal life and I will raise you up on the last day. All of it is about life because Jesus himself is life. Is life. I am the bread of life is one of those I am statements and Jesus has a number of them. The I am statements indicating what his mission is all about, what his salvation entails, and who he is. I am the bread of life. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the gate. I am the good shepherd. And then, of course, he says at various times, simply, I am, which is the name of God himself. Friends, This is why we're pro-life. This is why it's ridiculous to say that talking about the pro-life message, conveying the duty we have to end abortion and to combat the culture of death, 
is somehow an additive to our faith, is somehow some extraneous political matter that we're bringing into the pulpit. Jesus is life. Believing his word, accepting his spirit, eating his body. For what purpose? For giving human beings life. So how can the deliberate action of taking life, depriving those same human beings of life, somehow be extraneous or irrelevant to the preaching of the gospel? We cannot allow preachers or believers to say that somehow the preaching of the gospel is supposed to exclude preaching about the taking of life and condemning the taking of life and being concrete enough about it to say we have to reject abortion. Jesus is life. We have to eat in order to be healthy. It doesn't make any sense to think about the health of our bodies, but not the health of our souls. Let's eat the bread of life. Let's receive His Spirit. Let's read His Word. Let's partake in the Lord's Supper, in the Eucharist. Let us welcome Him who comes down from heaven to give life to the world. Let us pray. Father, thank you for the bread from heaven. Thank you for foreshadowing this bread, your Son, by giving our forefathers the manna in the desert. Lord, you told them not to complain. You urged them to trust for their daily bread. Lord, this is a gift we go to you afresh each morning. They gathered the bread in the morning. Lord, we come to you each morning to start the day with new food for our spirits, your word, your spirit, your body, your flesh and blood. Father, you wanted them to collect only what they needed for that day. And on the sixth day, you had them collect a double portion because the seventh day was the Sabbath. There was to be no work on that day. No gathering of the manna. They already had it from a double portion the previous day. And so you taught them trust. You taught them that you provide their needs and ours. Lord, renew that trust in us. And renew the trust, Lord, that as we stand up for life, you, the creator and guardian of all life, have us in your hand, and you have in your hand those we are trying to save. And therefore, we can reach out and save them with utter confidence, with strength, with boldness, determination and perseverance, speaking truth to power and going right in the face of the culture of death and the abortion industry and Planned Parenthood and the Democrat Party and the abortionists themselves going right to them and saying, stop, stop destroying God's property. Stop killing our brothers and sisters. Our God is the God of life and we are the people of life. And in honor and in worship and in obedience to the one who gives life, we will see to it that life is not taken. Father, confirm us in this mission. And while we are together here, Lord, Answer all our prayers, the petitions that have been voiced, those that remain in our hearts, prayers for health, prayers for healing of relationships, wisdom in decision-making, consolation in sorrow, gratitude in success, and power 
and effectiveness and success in spreading your kingdom and ending abortion. We pray now as Jesus taught us for our daily bread. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Friends, thanks for joining me and uh, know that our Priest for Life team prays for you always. Please connect with me on social media and I ask you to spread this around. Um, it's FR Frank Pavone on all the major platforms. Invite others, share our content with others. Help us to expand our reach at FR Frank Pavone on all the social media platforms. And thank you for spreading the word about these programs. Well, God bless you, and we will talk to you soon. Hello, this is Father David Begany, one of the many members of Priests for Life. This organization is one of the largest and most visible pro-life ministries in the world. Priest, the Priests for Life team relies on your financial support to be able to do its work, produce its programs, and travel the world to advocate for the unborn. May I ask you to support Priests for Life generously? Go today to ProLifeGift.org and give us as generous a gift as you can. Thank you for your kindness and be assured of our prayers for you every day. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit EndAbortion.net.